Hey, this is Bill Cosby. I just got to put it on record. If they would have let me put my right inside their butts, I wouldn't have been drugging them bitches. Oh, yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast. Because it's a very good podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They banter about how the week went for each of them And then they segue into the stories and the fans vote Which is the sickest of the week And then they do phone calls and emails It's a funny, 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 funny show Sick and Wrong Podcast is a wonderful Happy holidays. Welcome to Sick and Wrong. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly, the other host. Merry Christmas there, Wackerly. Thank you. Sick and Wrong Holiday Show. You remembered it was Christmas. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't forget. <laughs> Sometimes it uh, sneaks up on you. Yeah, you know, uh, I actually kind of look forward to Christmas. I hate Christmas, obviously. I hate the holidays in general. But I like cr- the reason I like Christmas and I look forward to it is just it's a day you, you just don't, don't have to do anything. I mean, Especially you if you're do. a Jew. Yeah, for me, it's just, you don't have anything to do. I mean, you go out, get drunk Christmas Eve, if you want to. And then Christmas Day, I just, you know. I've never had a girlfriend that's like, you know, made it a requirement that I go spend it with her family. Because most, most of the girls, you know, that I've dated have like family traditions. So they go and they, they spend the, the weekend with her, or the Christmas holiday with their family. Dad watch, touches their butthole. That kind of thing. Open mouth Christmas with their uncle. Yeah. You know, but I mean, they have their, their Christmas traditions that I am not included with. And, and then I say I'm Jewish. And they're just like, you know what? That's fine. Just spend it by yourself. <laughs> and my girlfriend asked me that. She's like, do you get depressed at all? I was like, depressed? Why? Depressed. She goes, well, it's just, isn't it kind of depressing just being by yourself? I was like, for me, it's like, like a Saturday. I just stay, you know, I get really drunk, sleep in, in bed till two, jerk off to some porn, watch a movie, right. smoke some no. weed. People who get depressed on holidays especially guys <laughs> they don't have any friends any other day of the year either it's not like oh i'm so alone on christmas it's like no i'm alone every fucking day of the year and uh you know christmas just puts a finer point on it but no yeah because if you have a girlfriend and you you have people to hang out with and you don't have to do anything on christmas day it's the greatest thing ever oh it was it was amazing i, w- I went out on uh, christmas eve got really drunk i was hung over on christmas day um, my friend Lenora came over and, uh, we were going to go get Chinese food because we're both Jews. That's what Jews are supposed to do. I and didn't I, realize Lenora was Jewish. Yeah, she's Jewish. Hmm. Um, and so we, we ended up going to three different Chinese restaurants, hour and a half wait at each one. Full of Jews. Yeah. There's a lot of Jews in Hollywood. There are so many Jews in this jerk water bird. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what, what the fuck ever? And then some of these places, I mean, there were like other people that were obviously non-Jews and I was like, what well, are you plus, even doing I mean, here? The other thing is, like, back in the day, you know, in the time of a Christmas story in the 40s or whatever, uh, Chinese restaurants were the only places that were open on Christmas Day. But now, like, tons of places are open. You don't have to go to a Chinese restaurant. No, you it's don't. Just, that's just Jews. Tra- Jews have a Christmas tradition, and that's it. Well, it's because it started that way. And, like, well, you right. know, when I, was, when I was younger, in the 80s, you know, it's with my parents, that's the only thing that was open. Was a, right. uh, but now everything's time. open. Yeah, I mean, we ended up going for Indian food. I got Domino's pizza on Christmas yeah. Day. I mean, it's Taco Bell wasn't open. <laughs> Sponsored though. by Domino's. Um, but yeah, so uh, then it, then we went and saw a movie, which is another thing. We went and saw the movie Big Eyes, a new Tim Burton movie. I recommend it. Was good. Big ass. I wish. <laughs> oh, um, big eyes. Big eyes. We went and saw it. It was a good. It was a good movie. But the movie theater was just packed. I mean, it was like well, everybody the, everybody goes to the movies. Yeah, and that's so that's another thing. It's like um, you know, so Chinese food couldn't get Chinese food. Almost was, was unable to get to go see the movie because it was almost sold out. You didn't go see Unbroken. No, that that seemed like the Christmas movie of the year. There, Oscar bait. <laughs> Somebody told me it has a Christmas or sorry, a Christian theme, which is maybe why it was so popular. Christian agenda. Since is when it, does Angelina Jolie think she's a great director? 
She's following in the footsteps of Clint Eastwood. Well, Clint Eastwood is a good director, though. I know. What, what's the other movie? <laughs> Does she Angelina made? Jolie think she's Clint Eastwood? Yeah. What, no, movie, she's what movie to be has Angelina Jolie ever done as an actress that was a fucking mega blockbuster? Tomb Raider. That movie was not a blockbuster. <laughs> what was the other movie she made that was another like she Oscar did one where bait. she was like a drugged out teen or something, right? No, you know what it was? The Changeling. Did you ever see that? No. It was not, it was about a woman that her baby was switched at birth or something, and she got like a retarded kid, and then the kid was missing. <laughs> she was trying to find yeah, the real kid. That does sound like Oscar bait. She directed it or she was in it. She directed it and she starred in it. I'm not gonna watch some movie by some fucking bimbo who like fucks her brother. <laughs> Didn't she do that for a while? Billy or Billy Bob Thornton's bad enough. Yeah, but Billy Bob Thornton directed one of the best movies. Well, ever he's made. a good director, yeah. and he started it. I think that's what they should do. If they're going to star in their own movie and direct the movie and produce the movie and write the movie, they should be playing a retarded person in the. She movie. should show her bush, or Full show bush. her bush. Yeah, her kid changed genders. Did you see that? My wife told me. Wait, Angelina Jolie's kid is now uh, is transgender. He's now a boy was a girl. This is the real one that they porked each other and got, not the one that they went to Africa to pick up. Is uh, Brad Pitt the uh, father of this this transgender? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wow, that's interesting. How old is the kid? Uh, I have no idea. Eight? I don't know. Can you twelve? I mean, can you make that call when you're eight? Like, I don't oh, be if a, you're if you're the child of Hollywood royalty, yeah, you can do. All kinds of crazy shit that you can't do if you're a normal kid. Did they lop its dick off? No, or no, give no, it no. a dick. I don't think you could do that. I don't think you can have gender reassignment surgery when you're that young. Huh? Yeah, weird. No, I didn't go see Unbroken. Who who would go see that movie? It looks so boring. Uh, people who like uplifting, jingoistic, uh, Christian movies. Huh? Did you see a movie on Christmas? What did you do for Christmas? I watched. Uh, what did I, I watched the interview. <laughs> oh, you, 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 they ended up screening that movie after all, you know, it made a million dollars at Christmas day. Is that a lot for a, a movie? For one day. I mean, it's oh, kind of for one day. Yeah. Okay. Like one day it made a million bucks. It was only playing at uh, indie theaters. And I guess, uh, Rogan and Franco filmed like a, a preamble to the movie. It was like, it's your patriotic duty to see this. Uh, I didn't I, I didn't particularly want to see it but I was with other people who wanted to see it uh, I was pleasantly it? surprised it's funny um, you know it, it, it doesn't really have anything to say about <laughs> uh, North Korea or anything it's just it's just a gag movie so they didn't focus on the concentration camps no, and, yeah, no human no, no, rights no, no, violations no or... no no I mean actually the guy who plays Kim Jong-un is like one of the funniest parts of the movie hmm did he has it, a lot of he has a lot of dialogue in the movie. The did character. you pirate it? Like download a pirated copy? I don't know how we got it. Or is it because I know <laughs> Maybe they, we paid for it off YouTube? Yeah, they had it on YouTube, so you could uh, just watch it. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll probably go check it out. Yeah, as I said before, I'm not a huge Franco or Rogan fan. So then I watched uh, the Lost Boys, which is terrible, awful movie. I said, but this, this, this these aren't even Christmas related movies. No. Hmm. So is is that what? Uh, so you didn't you didn't have to go spend it with a wife's family because now you're a married man. Like I thought, do, do you guys? No, have, I don't do that. So you were just by yourself too, or just with your friends? Well, with some friends. My wife was there. She wasn't with her family either. Oh, so she didn't even have to go. Wow, your wife is. Well, she uh, had to go later, today, yesterday. So for Christmas Day, you guys just what got drunk Christmas yeah. Eve and then just right. kind of hung out. Sure. You know, uh, I was at your house like a week ago because I was in San Francisco for oh, yeah. uh, my brother's birthday. I got to say- How you, did that go? You, well, I'll get to that in a second. But I got to say, you had like the most dismal looking tree I've ever seen. Wow. Thanks. Like, you know, I had nothing to do with that, right? You're just insulting my wife. Well, no, I'm just saying that tree was tiny. It had like a couple decorations on oh, it. Why don't you even try? Not, I don't live at the fucking White House. Yeah, but why don't you even How try? How big is your menorah, get... bitch? <laughs> it takes up like uh, pretty much the whole coffee table. The whole window. But why would you go get, if you're going to get a tree, why not just go get like a big ass tree? It's a fake tree. It was the last fake tree that Target had. It was the floor model. Oh, it was a fake tree. See, that's another thing. Too. You couldn't even tell. Tree. See, well, I don't know how to tell those unless oh, it's like well. silver or pink. I, you know, I, I probably no. think it's a real. It's tree. a traditional fake tree. <laughs> so, are you? So, this is a tree you can just pull out every year. Then, yeah, it's much more environmentally friendly. You don't have to water it. You don't I guess that go, makes you, sense. You don't then. ever have to go back to the tree lot. Yeah, you just get it out of the basement. Because I mean, it was like a miniature tree. It's like what, like three feet high. 
Yeah, but that's it's a, an apartment sized tree. That's what most people get. I mean, I I, I don't know what you, you want. You want the tree that's like in front of Rockefeller Center or something? Is that what you're no, expecting? I'm just saying, like Peter Dinklage would have a tree like that. And it would make sense because it's proportional to his height. Right. He still has to get on a ladder to put the star yeah, on Yeah. Like you could, I mean, you almost have to bend over to put the star on it. Well, it's on a, it's on a shelf. It's on a little <laughs> end table. It's got some height to it. Did you uh, put your gifts under it? Because you could probably only fit like no, maybe no, no, one no, or two no. smaller there's no gifts. Gi- there's no gifts. There's no, see, you're not even doing the tree properly. Why not just have a picture of a tree on the wall? Hey, I... I had nothing to do with it. I already told you that. I got one. I got one gift uh, for my nephew. That was it. That was under the tree. No, no. I sent it to him through Amazon. <laughs> I never oh wait, even so you the and thing. the wife did no gifts gift exchange at all either. No. God, I didn't get any it's gifts for anybody. Like you have like amazing power of the hand here. Like me and my girlfriend, I did. I no, but I mean, I didn't get. I didn't get gifts for my parents either. Do they get you a gift? They sent uh, some like Christmas cookies, which I guess you know my mom probably made herself. Wow! Yeah, it's the all it's all just bullshit consumerism. People yeah. just keep their money. And then today, you know, or today and yesterday, uh, all the department stores are busy because everybody's returning the shit that people bought them because it's the wrong size or the wrong color. They just don't like it. I mean, it's a, just a big cycle of of crap. Isn't uh? Did you hear Seinfeld was on like? the tonight show or something and he was talking about how it's, yeah, it's basically just recycling garbage you just whatever you get now he wasn't specifically months. talking about christmas he was talking about everything yeah, you so buy. in general yeah like, which is kind of hilarious i mean i mean i get he's a comedian and it was funny the stand-up routine but nobody somebody should have raised their hand in the audience and been like don't you have like 400 cars yeah. <laughs> mr seinfeld yeah but he can afford that he can have space for that it's i think he's just meaning um just the the random crap that you're forced to buy on Christmas right. for your family. And for yeah, your he kids. has more cars than he could. He could drive a different car every day, and he still wouldn't get through the, the all the cars he has. Yeah. But that, that totally makes sense. Didn't Fallon uh, give? He gave like flat screen TVs to all members of the audience. Jerry Seinfeld could have given a car to every member of that audience. Yeah, like he had enough he cars have. for that. Huh? He did anyway. probably. Yeah, yeah. The cars he already had, the classic cars. Yeah, he, I mean, oh, he yeah. could buy new cars for everybody. He could buy too, them all like but. a Kia Spectra. Or something um yeah you know what it was cool being in san francisco for the weekend got to spend my brother's 43rd birthday i should send you a picture of the card we got him i'm sure you can imagine what it was and then uh, a, cock, a big cock yeah it was like uh, some dude it was one of those cards that you fold out and it's like dude's schlong is in it a pop-up card a pop-up card with a schlong hmm. yeah. i'll see if i can get Did your brother picture. have a good time yeah you know i mean we had a good time the, the weirdest thing about it is uh of course, we ended up at his bar, The Edge. But he, we went out to eat first, and we went to The Edge. And he had this guy that, this guy was coming to meet us that Jeff's, like, got a huge crush on. And this guy likes Jeff. They met on Grinder, And we were just like, oh, I can't wait to see this guy. This, uh, you know, miracle of nature here. Because, you know, <laughs> my, my brother has a certain type. Uh, most of the guys have a criminal record. Um, well, I think it's it's not that your brother has a certain type. It's the kind of dudes who like Jeff are a certain type. Are a certain type. But there's a certain breed of, of person that would date my brother. Usually they're a partier. Usually they have a criminal record. Usually, um, or they're blind, so they, you know. But anyway. yeah, <laughs> Some type of a degenerative disease that's happening that's, there. That's right? the thing, yeah. Or just, just being a degenerate altogether. Right. Like, uh, they'd be attracted to my brother. Or you could mix and match any of those qualities into one person also. Yeah. And then, and they'd be a good good a good match for my brother. So anyway, this guy shows up and this dude we're just like this is just bizarre. This guy's like all buff and like healthy. He doesn't even drink. And uh um he's younger, he's like probably late 20s. He's a geneticist that works at Stanford. Wow. Does that make any sense? Jeffrey should lock that shit down. I was just, like, well, we're all like, is, is that the guy that you're- Was it a sympathy talk? date? No, this guy's super into Jeff. Like they, uh, mm. they met on Grinder. They've been hanging out. Is he a liar? Because that's another type that Jeff dates. <laughs> I don't think he's yeah. a fraud. Uh, Do he look like fucking Tommy Flanagan or whatever that character is? I'm, the John I'm, Lovitz character of Liars <laughs> Anonymous. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think of who he looks like. Geneticist at Stanford. Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> I, I can't think. You know, he he just looked like a healthy dude. Um, yeah, I guess you can't lie about that. Yeah, I mean, he, he looked like he wasn't, you know, gaunt. 
Um, he wasn't shaking because he had the DTs. He, he looked like he was a normal guy and a, a, an educated guy at that. And that's, that's why we were just completely just shocked. But hey, maybe, maybe he can influence Jeff to like get on the healthy track, change his life around. But I think what's actually going to happen. I think what's actually going to happen is that guy is going to be influenced by my brother. Because I've seen that happen probably, I don't know, three or four times when Jeff meets a kid who's got aspirations and goals. And next thing you know, six months later, just living in a box in the tenderloin. (laughs) Jeff always still maintains his apartment, though. (laughs) It's like Jeff's never living in the box with them. It's just like, oh, okay, bye. Yeah, just back to smoking again. So I went over to his house. that's good. uh, He was really excited about me seeing his new TV. He's got this like 76-inch TV. It's huge. Does Jeff get like a new TV like every six months? That's what it seems like to me. Every couple of years he gets a new TV. Huh. But he was really excited about this, and he wanted to show me, um, God, what's that game? The, uh, the Assassin's Creed, the new Assassin's Creed. <laughs> so he was showing, showing me that. And went over, but anyway, I haven't been to his house in a few years. And so I went over there, and oh, dude, it smelled kind of like fart, but more just like cigarettes because he's smoking again. Cigarettes everywhere, and just wires, wires plugging in, like all sorts of things. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's. <laughs> Your it's, brother's it's, not like one of those. Uh... I don't know. There's this show on like regular broadcast TV where it's like it's two gay guys and they're kind of like Martha, like the the gay Martha Stewart couple. Your brother's not the, that. Type my brother's of gay the person. opposite of that. Right. Um, He's I like mean, an overgrown eight year old. Kind of, but with like you know pictures of like dudes with their dicks out. Like uh, right. it's like a Tom of Finland. That's yeah. my brother. My brother has prints of Tom of Finland, like the guys with leather hats and their. But they're like out. taped to the wall instead of in a nice frame, right? No, he's got a couple. I think they're gifts. So he's oh, got a couple like uh, frame frame. posters. Yeah. And, and uh, you know what? My favorite thing that he has, he's got a, he just got a new comforter, Superman logo. Nice. Yeah. He is kind of like an eight-year-old. That uh, I know. Like, I wonder if people get confused. Wait, are you Superman? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got to move on. It's the Sick and Wrong Holiday Show Spectacular. We got a special guest, uh, John Steele, which has become an annual tradition every year. We have it's like Steel uh, on the Santa's show. little helper. <laughs> yeah, he, he's kind of like that. He's kind of like that. Uh, remember in um, Bad Santa, that little black midget elf that yeah. helped. Uh, he's oh, Steel, I watched that too. I Steel's forgot. like that. I did that, watch a Christmas movie. That yeah, is a great that movie. Also. That's a yeah, great movie. Great. Um, so Steel's kind of like that little black midget. What was his name in that movie? Uh, I forget, and I just watched it yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> two I, days ago. I forget too. But anyway, um, Steel's kind of like that. So he kind of every year we have Steel on the show. I got some uh, Christmas stories to get to, some Christmas phone calls. I know a lot of people called in the show, and uh, most of the phone calls are kind of like this. Here, let me play one for you. That's why we're probably not going to play every call, because most of them were kind of along the lines of this. Hey, you fucktards. I'm calling you from Missouri. Kind of sounds like Bob Madigan from Beyond the Grave. (laughs) Woke up this morning with my fucking sciatic nerve acting up. Sciatic nerve. One of five hundred dollars on a scratch off, and you know what? Did you scratch it off with your throat. <laughs> I won five hundred dollars on my scratch off. I wonder how much nog. This That's why he sounds like night. Bob because he has that like l- kind of like voice cracking thing going on. Which Bob well, always did. Yeah, Bob did because he smoked a lot. And he didn't, Bob didn't smoke like regular cigarettes. He, he just smoked those like buglers, like the kind the that you two dollar ones from yeah. the gas station. Yeah. I'm in love with the cocoa. I got baking soda. I got baking soda. I don't know what he's talking about. This is like a, he's doing like a fuck sound Ferguson. test. Did you hear that? He said, "Fuck Ferguson." Huh. <laughs> nice. So anyway, that is the caliber of call that we received. Most of the calls are kind of like that. I parsed through them. I went through and I was looking for some of the best ones. Um, and so we'll, we'll get to some of those in a second. Uh, before we call Seal, though, did you read this? Uh, this is my favorite holiday story um, that occurred this past week. Utah man hospitalized after chugging eggnog at an office party. I know. I, it's frightened me. I didn't know you could chug eggnog like that. I never would have thought of doing that. It's, it's always been a sipping drink to me. Yeah. Speaking of which, do you have any eggnog? No. <laughs> too Wackerly. lazy. Wackerly, to no eggnog. Two foot, two foot Christmas tree. What's going on over there? It's already past Christmas, and I just couldn't <laughs> bring myself to. Like, I get out to ask where they put it. All right, did you get like two days after Christmas? Where's the eggnog? I guess, I guess you could still have it for New Year's Eve, though, huh? 
I had to go to three places to find it to, today. I went, See? Finally, I went to Safeway. I and, want to be that guy. Yeah, and it was like uh, 25% off. So I was like, you know what? This is I'm going to call this Junog. Christmas miracle. Uh, yeah, if I would have been, I could have gone out and got some before Christmas and then hung on to it. Yeah. Somebody also emailed show. us a recipe for like homemade. Uh, Carla. Uh, yeah, Iowa girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but did she have beer in it? I didn't actually read it. Oh. <laughs> she had a recipe. Well, we, you know, I knew I wasn't going to make it because there was like 12 ingredients. Like we right there. I said, that. well, that's not for me. I might post that to the website, put a link to it. Okay. Makes them for New Year's. So anyway, this kid, Salt Lake City, Utah, Ryan Roche here, he's fully recovered after he was hospitalized for chugging a quart of eggnog so quickly that he inhaled the creamy holiday beverage into his lungs. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can, if you did that with anything, it would be bad. I guess it's worse because it's thick, it's creamy, creamy eggnog. This guy almost drowned from eggnog. Yeah. Now, that's kind of an interesting way to go. Seems like it would suck. Could you imagine, though? I mean, this was a alcohol-free <gasps> egg, eggnog <gasps> chugging contest. <laughs> just coughing up just snot and eggnog. Just Yeah, that'd be great. Um, but what's funny about this is it was at his office. So everybody, like, obviously his office condoned this type of behavior. These hijinks, holiday hijinks. I mean, was he already drunk? Was he trying? Is this his version of the lampshade on the head? Drink? No, this is alcohol-free. It's a dry office party. Oh, he's just a wacky dude. Well, they're having the chugging contest. I mean, what's funny about it, though, is like, what if the dude would have died on the spot? Then everybody would have been like, yeah, do you remember Ryan over in uh, purchasing? Yeah, we can't have that Christmas party anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Bad feelings. And uh, he died from eggnog. I mean, everybody would be talking. It'd be like office lore. Yeah, it would. Um, he downed a quart of eggnog in 12 seconds without taking a breath, but soon began coughing and gasping. He was shaking, couldn't breathe, so they rushed him to the emergency room, and he had eggnog in his lungs. Yeah. <laughs> they had to pump his lungs out of eggnog? Yeah, and he was put on oxygen and antibiotics. He was in the I'd hospital leech for him. three leech days. Leech his chest. <laughs> Took about Leeching a week. Leeching the nog out. Yeah. Um, would you drink eggnog at my brother's bar? No. <laughs> I wonder if they offer it. <laughs> That's not nog. That's disgusting. Anyway... Um, we got some more holiday stories coming up. We got some more phone calls. But I say we get to get give John Steele a call. It's been a while since we've checked in with him. Can't remember the last time we had him on the show. I think it was over the summer. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but I recently, well, recently I've been reading a lot of his Facebook posts. I find his Facebook posts to be highly entertaining. Enthralling, actually. But he did this one, a, a, like, I don't know, maybe a month ago, about his black child. Did you hear about this? I've heard mention of the black baby, but I've never really got the whole story. I, you know, I don't know why we never brought this up with him. His kid would be 18 <laughs> Seems years like old, Seems like it's I offensive guess. to bring up. Maybe that's why. Man, but, you know, I mean, Steele's kind of like an open book. Seems like he's ready to talk about his erectile dysfunction, his masturbatory habits. I mean, you'd think he would open level, up. Though. Yeah, you'd think he'd open up about, uh, you know, his, his black child. So I, I want to find out about this story. I mean, you know, it's going to be like kind of a Mark Maron kind of thing. Where we Barbara have, Walters you know, type uh, of thing. yeah, a cross between Barbara Walters and Mark, so Mark Walters. And you call him up and you ask him all these like probing questions about his, his childhood and his uh, adolescence and see how it shapes steel who he is today. Well, Mark so Maron's show is much pop, more popular than ours. So we got to try something. Yeah, I, th I think this might work. So uh, I think we'll, we'll probe into this. We'll find out the story of Steele's black child. So let's give Steel a call, but first a word from the sponsor. Hey, wankers. Put down that old, worn-out flashlight for a minute and listen up. If you go to adamandeve.com right now and buy one item, you'll get three bonus gifts, six adult movies, and free shipping. That's ten free gifts. Just enter offer code DIDDLE at checkout. D-I-D-D-L-E at adamandeve.com. He better be home. What else is he doing? <laughs> he's probably washing his hands. I, you know, I bet you he's probably masturbating into the sink right now. 
And then I heard that. <laughs> Still. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Merry uh, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Same to you. Well, hey. Happy Hanukkah to you. Yeah, how's uh, how's it going? Were you actually masturbating when we called? Not right now. I was when you were supposed to call. If you would have called originally at the original time, I was probably jerking off at that particular juncture. But I'm done now. I was actually getting a little woozy because after I jerk off, I tend to get like sleepy. And I was actually dozing off, and my phone rang. I'm like, holy fuck, who's calling at this hour? And then I remembered you guys were supposed to call me. I was getting in that, 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 uh, that daze you get in when you first kind of start napping. Post-coitus. Post, yeah, post-coitus. The post-coital yes, nap. because I don't, I don't go into REM sleep because I have severe, severe sleep apnea. So we don't ever get into REM, but whatever that little thing is at the beginning, I get that. So, uh, Steele, were you jerking off to your uh, friends' Christmas cards with the pictures of their family? I usually do. Uh, this year, I think word's gotten out, because I usually post something on Facebook every year about this time, a week or so before Christmas, about thanking people for the Christmas cards, because I'm now jerking off to your teenage daughters. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think the word finally got out to these people. I didn't get a single Christmas card this year. Not that I got a ton of them anyway, because I'm you know, pretty much an asshole and I don't have a lot of friends. But a few friends that I, you know, I get five, ten Christmas cards, and people that now have daughters that are getting up into their, you know, 16, 17 years old, 18, 19 years old, you know, very jerk offable. And uh, I didn't get a single Christmas card this year. So I think the uh, word on the street is that I'm going to jerk off your daughter if you send me that picture. Yeah, I wonder if, like, uh, your friend's wives were kind of like, you know, I don't want to send to John Steele this year. Just the idea of him masturbating to, uh, <laughs> you know, pictures of, of little, little uh, Michelle. Yeah, <laughs> Michelle. It's awful. There's a lot of wives of my friends that don't really particularly care for me, so that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me at all. If that conversation was actually took place in some of these households when they were getting ready to send out their Christmas cards for the year, I wouldn't be surprised if that conversation came up and it was probably initiated by the wife. Uh, but you know, not to you know that wife should maybe step back a little bit because I'm not trying to leave her out. Cause I've jerked off to all their wives as well at some point or another. So I mean, if it's a matter of jealousy that I'm beating off to their daughter and not to them, they're mistaken. <laughs> Did uh, you get a Christmas card from Dougie? Uh, I've never gotten a Christmas card from Dougie. I don't think Dougie knows where to buy a Christmas card or knows how to read one or even knows how to get postage for it. So I don't think he sends out a lot of Christmas cards. I haven't seen Dougie in over a year. So if he's even alive, I'm not even sure about that. Yeah, I know. I was, I was, I remember, um, I think it was last year. I was like, we should get him on the show. And you're like, yeah, I don't, I have no way of getting hold of him, you know? I mean, he, I, where, where does he, does he work, do, did he work at some bar, he was like a bar back or something? Well, he's, I don't think he has an official title, but yeah, he was working at a local bar here in town, like they, they basically cleaning up puke with the pink sawdust and shit, when somebody vomited, I mean, I don't know, really know what his duties or his job. tasks were, but I know I've seen him cleaning up puke, like mopping it up before, so I think puke is his main job, and uh, then after that, who knows, but yeah, he was working there, but He's, he's got a different cell phone, at least last night. Like, when we used to have him on the show, we're talking fucking, what, six, seven years ago, we used to just bring him into the studio because we knew where to go get him. We'd go to the bar, pick him up, drive him there to the studio, and then drop him back off at the bar when we were done. I don't even know if he has a cell phone, quite frankly, but if he does, I don't have his number. And besides that, if you want to get him on the show with me, we used to, when we brought him in the studio, we always, he always had like two or three handlers with him. You need a handler with him. <laughs> you couldn't handle him. I guess that's the thing. We, what would have had to have happened is you would have had to pick him up and have him in the dorm room with you. And then you'd be stuck with Dougie in your dorm room. Yeah, and that ain't going to happen, I can assure you. Seems like going the extra mile there. Especially with you assholes. God, we're going to fucking do this at 6 o'clock, and then it's, it's closer to 7, and I'm spending that extra hour with Dougie. No. <laughs> That ain't gonna happen, trust me. And I don't want the fight. Not that I don't. I'm not even sure he can remember how to get out to the dorm room. That's kind of secluded. But wait, I don't wait, want wait, him does to. Does Dougie keep... drive himself places? He has a bike. Oh, he did have a license at one point, but he's had oh some DUI. God. I don't think he has a license anymore. I, I'm kind of out of the loop on on Dougie's uh, life story or situation at the moment. <laughs> but I know last time I don't think he had a driver's license because I think, like I said, he, he had some DUIs and shit. And Maybe. frankly, he probably shouldn't be on the road anyway. But uh, do they issue the retarded driver's licenses in Michigan? 
I don't know how they work that. Like, because there's there's all very because I'm kind of retarded, you know. Let's face it. I mean, I'm not the brightest man. <laughs> like, I don't know what the cutoff or the threshold for like how retarded somebody is is in terms of the Secretary of State saying, "Oh, you're too retarded. You can't have a license." Oh, you're just mildly retarded. You get a license. Like, if you're full out Corky Down syndrome, I, I imagine they can't drive. But like. But, like, I fall, me and Dougie fall somewhere in between, the, you know what I mean, a little above that. So I don't know what the cutoff point is. And But, you know, Dougie could have, he could have that Rain Man capacity. Like like I said, I don't think most people, even sober people, like regular people, can't remember how to get out to my place a lot of times. But I have a feeling that maybe, in, like, that might be one of the things he's good at. You know, I'll take him out here you, to, for you guys to call us, and then all of a sudden he remembers how to get out there, and he's coming over to my fucking house every day. <laughs> yeah. Definitely he's a like good a driver. pigeon. Yeah, and then, then yeah. you'd have Dougie just unannounced showing up. But at least you'd have some company for the holidays. So, oh, well, yeah, of course. Well, I got plenty of company between my Beaver Hunt magazines from 1984 and my College Cunt magazines from 2007 on the back of my toilet. I do just sorry over this. So uh, I, I read a Facebook post that you were sitting by the police scanner on Christmas Eve, just kind of just listening. Is that what you do every year on Christmas Eve? Just sit by the police scanner drinking whiskey? I Well, I, I usually like that, like, uh, I usually prefer to do it on Christmas Day because Christmas Eve people are still a little jovial. They're they're looking forward to the you know the festivities and spending time with family. It's usually after about noon on Christmas where the restlessness starts to set in and the old family resentments and frustration starts to come about mm, where yeah. it turns into domestic violence and that's usually when it gets good. Usually Christmas Eve isn't as busy as it is on like Christmas evening like of the actual Christmas day. But this year it was pretty mild. I mean, I like to hear stories about like fucking kids that fucking suplex their great grandma because she <laughs> drank the last, you know, glass of eggnog or, uh, the, the creepy uncle that rubs I his balls that. over the Christmas cookie or sits down at the kitty table without any pants on. That's what I like to hear. But this year there wasn't any, there was only a few calls and I don't even think they were domestic violence related. They were like, you know, saw somebody walking through my yard or this or that wasn't anything cool this year which pisses me off because that's that's really my entertainment for christmas afternoon and evening is fucking listening to all the domestic disturbance calls what what about the uh, holiday hookers did you get any holiday hookers this year no, but I was, uh, you know, I, I do like to go on Craigslist or back, pay, uh, it's called back page escorts. And, you know, you know, you click on the town, uh, whatever town you're in and, you know, looking for. And I usually go on there and I'm a little perturbed when I go on these pages. Like, have you ever been on, like, the online uh, escorts and whores? Have you ever looked for an online whore before? You know, I've been to, uh, it used to be a website called Eros Guide. And you could go okay. out here, and you could t- you click on your city, and you see pictures of them. And but then, but, but I think they were kind of censored pictures, like you, like their, you know, their titties were blurred out. Because uh, yeah, they don't want you, to, you just whacking off to the ma- to the catalog. But it had like a, you could email them, and it had like you know uh, the type of music they like to listen to, and things like that. And then you could email them, <laughs> and uh, it, you know, in a little bio. And I think then you hook it up. But what, how does it work in in the Tri City area in Michigan? Well, if you go on back, like I said, I think it's backpage dot com. I think is the actual uh, website, and it, you just like you can get escorts or adult entertainment or you know whatever your forte is. Escorts, obviously, code word for whore. Uh, you click on escorts, and then regardless of where you live in the United States, and like if you live in L.A., there's probably probably a thousand pages with twenty five or. 40 girls on each page that, you know, you have the pictures and you can click and see all the pictures, how much they cost for an hour, two hours, whatever. Mm. And, you know, here I usually use, obviously where I'm from, they don't have a Bay City one, but they have a Saginaw one. And some of the girls, like, float between Saginaw and Bay City. But the thing that perturbs me about this is, like, if you ever go for an online whore, if you're on Craig or uh, Backpage, anyway, every about 75% of them, whether they're black or white, the whore, will say no black gentleman allowed. In other words, they're, they're blatant. Like, in this day and age, like, blacks can sit at the same lunch counter with me. They can ride in the front of the bus with me. But these online whores won't let them fucking solicit them. That's interesting. Why Why do you think they turn down uh, black black? black people is it because they're you know their members are too large 
it, it could, I'm either thinking dick size or they think that just from stereotypically, maybe they're all unemployed. So they'll have an out call, they'll go to their hotel room or something, get over there, the guy doesn't have any money. So I don't know if that's the case, but it's, it's just blatant racism. But I don't see Al Sharpton or Jesse Jack. Like, like if Macy's was to put out a fucking sign in front of their store saying absolutely no black shoppers allowed, they'd be in fucking New York City in front of Macy's picketing that fucking thing tomorrow. But apparently it's okay for the online whores to discriminate. Huh. Do do they discriminate? Like, do, do any of them say no Jews? I haven't seen that yet, but I, believe me, if I do, I'll send the link to you, because that would be incredible. Anti-Semites. You, you'd think they would like the Jews, even though the Jews probably try to bargain with them. Well, yeah, know. but the Jews usually will eventually pay. I mean, Jews are cheap. We all know that. But they'll, like you said, they'll barter it down, but they'll still pay them a yeah, fair, reasonable, pay. you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying black guys... Blacks, I think. So black guys are you trying know. to pay in, like, food stamps or something? Yeah, probably some sort of trade, or like, here's my food stamps or my WIC card or whatever, you know, for, for your services. And, you know, I don't, I, or like you said, maybe it's complete dick size, but I'm talking even black broads. Like, it's not just all white chicks. Oh, the black girls are saying that, too. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm talking everybody, like, it doesn't matter the race they are, Asians, white, black, like, 75% of them, the first fucking thing, like, photo they have is, like, a graphic that says, you know, uh, no law enforcement, you know, you pay for uh, time and uh, companionship, not for sex, it's not prostitution, and then it says absolutely no black guys allowed. Wow. Which I find hilarious, but, Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, Wackerly has has a lot of experience dating black women. You know, well, Wackerly, one black woman. A lot of, yeah. But so Wackerly, do you, these that's black not, women. Technically, that's not a lot of experience. <laughs> but uh, the black women you've dated, do they like, do they specify like, I, you know, do not date black men. I only date white men. Yeah, I think that's, well, here's the weird thing is uh, the black girl that I dated had two sisters. And I think the black girl that I dated only dated white guys and her older sister only dated white guys, but her younger sister would only date black guys. But she, but the funny thing is to crumble the stereotype is the black guys that the younger sister was dating were much wealthier than any of the white guys. Uh, my girlfriend at the time or uh, her sister dated like the black guys that the younger sister would date. They would like own car dealerships and like multiple houses that they were renting out and they were landlords, uh, you know, and they'd have like a diamond earring and be very in shape. Uh, and then, you know, like we'd go to Thanksgiving dinner at her parents' house and, and you know, like I myself and the older sister's boyfriends would just look like complete pieces of shit. Just this schlubby white guy. Yeah. Kind of nerdy. Like, like well, paunchy with like a kind of a dumb job. Yeah. Yeah. So basically you... You're like the antithesis of what the young black sister dates. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, she would never, never even look twice my way. So, so tell me this. You know how, like, uh, a lot of white parents, like, I'm sure a lot of Steele's friends who, who have teenage daughters, like, probably their worst nightmares if their white daughter went out and brought home a black boyfriend. What about the reverse? Like, these, your black girlfriend's father, when you came in the room, was he just like, oh, my God. You know, this oh, is Oh Lord. Oh yeah, Lord. He sounded just like a minstrel show guy. No, I don't know. He was fine. Was this like is going to be the big one. Was coming to dinner? Kind of. <laughs> you're you're like the Sydney Portier, but the white Sydney Portier. Yeah, that's what they call me. The white Sydney Portier of <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> so Seal, have you ever yeah. purchased one of these online hookers? Or do you just peruse them? I just peruse. I, the only hookers that I've ever partaked in are like stri- like strippers that hook on the side, like because I spend you know obviously I've spent a good portion of my adult life and actually in my mid teens in nudie bars. And the only ones that I've ever paid for sex are are strippers that that are also um, whores. Like, you know, they whore on, on the side or outside the club. Or in some cases, and down in Flint, at the Flint Moon, they used to whore right in the club. They fuck you right there because the, they have a private booze back there. So those are the only whores that I've ever paid for. So how does that go down? How do you negotiate this? Are you like you're dancing with the girl and then she offers it to you? Or do you like, or do you ask yeah, her and then bring her back to the dorm room? No, well, if if they're in Flint or whatever, I'd go back to their apartment. Or, like I said, there were some girls down there, and I haven't been to the Flint Vu in fuck probably four or five years, maybe. 
But there used to be a couple down there, and it's just kind of luck of the draw. Like, you go down there, like I said, some of them would fuck you on the couch. Like, because they had these petitions, like they didn't, like the old, you remember the old Saginaw, they had the open couches they didn't, before they had a VIP room and stuff. Well, the, the flint through, and, and this is how the, the voo here is now, too, even the non-VIP room uh, couch dance locations are, like, petitioned off so nobody else can see you. Like, you're, you're kind of in your own little cubbyhole, you know what I mean? Do they have That's a good when you're coming in your pants. What's that? Do they have a curtain that cut, or is it an actual room with a door? No, it's like a. Uh, there's like the flank one. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but there's like a. There's like a, it's like a half couch. It's not even like a full size couch. It's like you know, like a, uh, a basically just a little wider than a chair. And then there was like wooden like partitions or metal partitions that went like in the back and along the side, so you're complete privacy. Like nobody. Nobody could see in there or, you know, anything unless the girl, like the girl, she stood up on the couch, could look over the top of the petition and see into the rest of the club, but nobody can see what's going on back there. And as far as I know, unless they put cameras in those places now, they didn't have cameras back then. So a lot of it was luck of the draw, and then once you'd go back, and it seemed to be, in, in some cases, that it to be stereotypical again in bringing up the blacks, but <laughs> some of the ones that were, were doing the majority of the hooking in the flint one were, were women of color, Negroes, if you will. Uh, and uh, usually, like, I never brought, like, I would never, like, blatantly bring that up. Like, I'd, they'd give me the cue that, you know, hey, you know, I... These answers are good, but if you want a little more, you know, I'm willing to do whatever, and I'll unzip your pants and fucking pull their G-string aside and start riding you, riding your dick, like right in the club, because nobody can see it. Oh, so okay, um, I see that. You know, they, some of them have rubbers and shit, and they're little, uh, you know, they carry those little, their little purses and shit where they stick their money that you give to them and shit. Uh, they, you know, they pull out a rubber or something, slip it on you and do it. But a lot of it was luck of the draw, but once you found that broad, like once that broad solicited you, and you, you found, obviously you knew who she was the next time you went, like you'd find out like where her schedule was. If you're, you know, that's what you're looking to do. And you go down there and do that. Then there were some girls at the various clubs that like did it outside. Like they'd kind of hint, give you a couple of hints along the way that, Hey, you know, if you ever want to hang out, you know, here's my number. And you know, you'd hang out outside the club and pay them for sex, you know, at their place or your place, or in some cases a hotel room. But, that's that's the only times I've ever actually solicited a prostitute or vice versa. Like I go on these online horse sites, but I never, I've never, I've never you ordered, never ordered one, yet, one. But what's that? You've never actually ordered one from one of the sites. No, I, I, I just usually by the time I get done perusing, I get, I get bored. And by then, I'm already jacking off, and I, by the time I get done with the site, it's like I don't I have a need for one now. I've just jerked off to all your pictures because on this site they will show. You know, some of them, like, no, 50% of them will show some nude shots or partial nude shots. Because usually they have, most of these girls on uh, Backpage have, you know, four or five photos of themselves. Some have even 10 or 15 photos of themselves in very provocative-looking uh, poses and clothing and shit. So hmm. usually when I'm going through there, I'm jerking off at the same time. So it saves me money in the long run. Um, real quick, going back to what uh, Wackley was, were you asking... Wackley, were you asking Steele a question if he comes in his pants while he's getting a dance? Well, I just said the partition is good for when you when you are when coming you, in your uh, pants. When you do so that. Learned that that's uh, the way to go. That kind of goes with a question I had for him. So, Steele, do you wear, like, uh, specific, like, spandex or waders to catch the semen so it doesn't mess up Winter? your pants? Like I'm going fly fishing? <laughs> yeah. The comb ends up by your toe. That's disgusting. No, but there's, a, have... there's specific pants. It's like almost like a diaper that a lot of dudes wear when they go to the strip club. So you could come in your pants. And it doesn't, I wasn't aware of this. It doesn't mess up your pants. Yeah. It's I forget, they're like lap dance shorts. Do you wear those steel? Yeah. Do they make those? Like that's what they're called. They're specifically for that particular issue. Type, <laughs> type in lap dance, like shorts or something. And you'll see what it's, it's like a, um, there's a manufacturer that makes it and they're lubed that's on the inside. Great product. Yeah. They're lubed on the inside. So when the girl's riding you and grinding you, you know, really? you end up blowing your load and it doesn't, you know, the semen doesn't stain your khakis. That's fantastic. See, I didn't realize they made those, but that's a fantastic product. I mean, and, and if you're asking, have I ever come in my pants? Well, getting it. Yes. Um, probably I can count, 
probably on both hands. Probably six, seven times in my lifetime I've came in my pants on the couch dance. Like, this isn't with the, like a whore, like one that's, you know, fucking me up. This is just coming through my pants. <laughs> but do you ever, like, oh, let's just go back here. I know uh, every time we have you on the show, a common topic is erectile dysfunction. Does that ever right. come into play uh, when you're with a whore? Like, when you're with a hooker and, you know, your uh, dick isn't cooperating, what's, what's, what happens? Do they, do they get really disappointed in you? Do they leave? Well, I, I mean, I think we've probably addressed this with regular broads before. <laughs> when I, you know, I haven't had a whore on the couches or whatever. It's been several years since I did. My, my erectile dysfunction, trying to think if I've had them after my erectile dysfunction, I probably did. Like probably four or five, I want to say maybe the last one I had in the club like that was probably four or five years ago. But I was, I was pot, like my, I was full out. I knew when I went to the club, I was popping Viagra or Cialis or whatever I was using at the time. So I knew that I probably wouldn't have an issue in that regard. Although even sometimes that's not a fail safe or, you know, fail proof because it, you still sometimes are still takes a little work sometimes to get an erection. But uh, I've never had it with, I've had it, believe me, I've had it with like regular broads that I bring home from the bar or I go to their house where I've had, you know, a soft dick and can't get it hard where you eat their pussy for just an excruciating amount of time because you're trying to fluff yourself lips and you're finger banging your ass off. Yeah. Both sets of lips would be chapped. Yeah. So I was that? just wondering where both sets of lips would be chapped. Um, oh, I, yeah, yeah. And, and you know how awkward it is. You know, there's, there's a time limit on eating pussy and eating a chick's box out. And once it goes beyond that, it comes it becomes very uncomfortable and very awkward. But, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a delay. It's a stalling tactic because you're, I'm trying to fluff myself. But I usually, I usually try to blame that. Tell them that, you know, I just, I can't, you know, I just don't find you attractive. I can't get hard. So I, I try to deflect the blame onto them and ruin their self-esteem a little bit, even though I know it's fully my own problem. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. I was just wondering, though, with a hooker, if, like, she's like, okay, if you're going to continue to eat my box, you're going to have to pay an extra, you know, $80. Like, I wonder you if know, she I would just know, have to deal with it. on the whore. You know, I mean, that's the uh, thing. I'm sure, like, uh, you know, erectile dysfunction is probably just part of the game you know they, they're used to dealing with it and they probably have ways to deal with it but i bet you eventually they get annoyed and they're like okay you know what you're gonna have to pay an extra 80 bucks and that's when i would try to jew them down like to like 40 bucks depending <laughs> right, on what it is right. well see, maybe i need you if we encounter this problem i'm gonna have to get you on the phone so you can be my my negotiator on that issue but no you know, i would do that, that takes pretty much i think you pay by the the time a lot like like it's a half hour for seventy five bucks or an hour for one hundred and fifty bucks, and then like an overnight stay is like five hundred. Most of them list like their prices right on there. Um, so I, I guess you you know, and there's probably some guys that fucking call these whores. They're horned up when they call them. They're all fucking liquored up. They, even if they don't necessarily have erectile dysfunction as a uh, a routine practice, you know, some people get whiskey so wasted, or whatever yeah. after drinking at four in the morning. So I'm sure they've had. Have, dealt with that on numerous occasions and sometimes some of these guys maybe pay 500 to just have them sleep in the bed because they they can't get hard they just want a spoon but you know i think <laughs> yeah, that's probably it's an expensive it's, cuddle it's an expensive cuddle exactly i think Very that's probably what it is cuddle. though it's like you know you're getting wasted you're summing up the nerve to call up one of these hookers they finally come over you can't get your dick cards so you just spoon them for a couple hours and I bet you that happens, you know, these lonely, fucking pathetic souls, and I consider myself a lonely, pathetic soul, so I'm not, I'm not uh, singling these gentlemen out, but I can see where that, that can happen. Like, she gets there, you can't, you got a fucking dick that's as soft as a fucking boiled noodle, and you can't fucking slip it in anything, let alone an asshole or anything. So, I mean, I, I bet you there's a lot of them, but they get paid for that. If they make a trip over there, they're still leaving with money. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. You don't uh, Unless it's exactly. a black, unless it's a black customer, then then possibly they won't be leaving with me. <laughs> That's um, why they, they never even, they don't even approve it either way. Yeah, you right. wouldn't even know. It's it's, it's it's blatant racism and it's ugly. That's a problem it is. in this it's country. Very, it's, it's very uncalled for. It's, but these the lesson horns. This isn't nineteen fifty. It's not Mississippi. Exactly. I agree with Steele there. So, Steele, as much as I'd like to talk about your erectile dysfunction, we actually do have a bit of an agenda here on the show. Um, yeah. We got some phone calls. 
We have some stories. Um, there's another topic that uh, me and Wackley have been discussing. We want to we want to talk over with you too. But first, let's get let's get to some phone calls here. Um, we asked people to call in with some like is that gay questions and all sorts of things. Most of our calls actually kind of sucked. I like this guy though. This guy called in with a good one here. Let me see if I can. Find- oh, this is a good one. This is like a classic call. Um, we we played one earlier. It's like a just a typical call. Here's another one from England. Yeah, D. Danny Boy, yeah, he down me old son. He almost can't even speak. Give you a ring up, mate. Before give you a little ring up and the old Christmas spirit and all that game. Um, <clears throat> tell tell um, tell Auntie the fucking homosexual tea girl black fucking prick. <laughs> he ain't really getting married, is he? You know that. Um, um, I thought I'd give you a ring out so much. I was going to make you show and all that game and all that, but, um, <coughs> could have gone better, Frank, I Anyway, keep it real. Um, all right, that's about it. It goes on and on like that. You know, what's funny about this is the guy realized about what, maybe towards the end of the call, he's like, I could have made a better phone call. <laughs> I didn't even understand. I, I thought it was that Ozzy had a very thick Birmingham accent. Yeah, but did you hear him say he was like, tell Wackerly, because he doesn't realize he's calling the Sick or Wrong Hotline where both of us listen to these calls. But he's saying, tell Wackerly he's a homosexual black fucking prick or something. I think he's upset that you got married, Wackerly. Oh, he might be. I, I think he's upset about it. Yeah. I'm upset he got married. What was your reaction, uh, Steele, when you found, heard the news of uh, Wackerly's <clears throat> nuptials? Well, I thought it would, obviously it let me know that Proposition 8 must be in full effect in California. Uh, and I was happy. I mean, I'm happy for people who, you know, two men getting together, marrying, gay marriage. I'm all for it. Okay, you didn't see the Facebook. He Wackley actually married a woman. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I, well, yeah, why I know. Know? how am I supposed to know? <laughs> <laughs> but how many, okay, Steele at She's our age. She's a woman, I believe. Yeah, you know, at our age, so, so I'm I'm almost forty. Steel, what are you like? Forty four, forty three? Uh forty three. Forty three. So uh at our age, how many guys do you know that aren't married or divorced? How many guys do I know that aren't Your married friends, or friends are of single? Yeah, like for, like for, that's the thing. Like even uh, like with us, I mean I think I only have a couple friends that are single. You know, at this well, age. I got uh, I got two that are single and have always been single. Single, so there's three of like uh, like Mooner's one of them. Yeah, but uh, does Dougie count? Because Dougie's retarded. No, I, no, Dougie's not the other one. Uh, but yeah, if you want to count him, throw him into the loop too. Uh, so if you want to count him, then I know four people that have never been married that are about my age, like roughly within a year or two. Dougie is obviously older than me, uh, but. Uh, and then I know a couple people that are divorced. So, and but they got like kind of. Uh, I know well, a couple people. I know a lot of people that are divorced, but a lot of them have kind of shacked up with a serious girlfriend. You know, shortly after they got divorced, so they're kind of like not married, but might as well be married type of thing. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's yeah, it's really what's Lance? You're the same age. Are you guys the same age? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're almost exactly. And how old's the broad you married or the dude? <laughs> she's uh yeah i should know that I, she's 36 i think or 37 now has she ever been married before there. yeah she has okay i was gonna say because if you marry a broad that's 36 and has never been married that broads most broads are usually a little psychotic because the because girls usually let's face it most broads like are looking for marriage most broads that's kind of a a thing in their life is to get married. But if they get to 36 and have never been married before, that's the one to run away from. So it's good that you married one that was already married at some juncture. Yeah, no kids, though. Yeah, that's the thing. But usually around 36, if they're not married and they don't have children, that's the only thing they care about. That's when they get psychotic. Yeah, and they're psycho. There's like serial killer psycho. Like you want to stray as far away from them as possible. They're awful human beings. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a lot of uh, we we had a I don't know a couple shows back. A lot of people were calling in with some congratulations for Wackerly. So um, I know it was uh, it was big news on the show. Um, here's another here's another holiday uh, phone call here. 
Well, about Christmas shopping. Ain't sick and wrong. This is homunculus fart. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, congratulations to Mrs. and Mrs. Wackerly. That's a great thing. Uh, I just want to update you. I was doing some Christmas shopping here, and I took the day off of work and did it in the middle of the day. And uh, it's not too bad, except you run into a bunch of uh, old people that have no idea anybody else is on the planet. So I'm going to start a program of uh, involuntary assisted suicide with those people. And uh, as far as being married goes, uh, Lance, when uh, you're standing there holding your wife's purse while she's shopping for a dress, um, I found a new activity that I find kind of fun. If you go to Macy's and wait at the bottom of the up escalator, and uh, wait till some hot broad in, uh, in uh, yoga pants goes up the escalator. Get in line right behind her. If you leave about five steps between you and her, that'll put your face right at the back of her gash. And uh, <laughs> sometimes you can get a whiff of some nice musk coming off there. You can tell some which musk. ones are in heat. But uh, then you just come back down the down elevator and start waiting all over again until the wife tells you it's time to go. Uh, <laughs> take it easy. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Talk to you guys later. I do love all our listeners who are married, and they're they're married in that sort of like 1950s sense. You know, they 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 always call it the wife. They're always holding the purse while they shop. You know, getting beaten about the head and face with rolling pins. All those old. Like is that how it is with your marriage? No, no, it's not. <laughs> not thus far. So, are there kids in the future, Lance? Uh, not that I know of right now. You guys haven't. Had, I thought that was the. I thought that was the main. That like everybody talks about when they get married. The main discussion they have to have before marriage are: Do we want children? You guys didn't have that discussion yet. Well, we've talked around it. Uh, well, so, you know what you do. You you kind of you know you say oh yeah whatever, and then you go and get a vasectomy. You don't tell. Vasectomy, yeah, yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, why don't you get a Christmas Absolutely. vasectomy? I think I probably just naturally have you know like old man who drinks a lot you know self vasectomy effectively whiskey spur. Well, you- yeah, you could have killed your sperm by now. Yeah, there's no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah, probably. Whiskey sperm. So, Steel, when you go to the mall, do you usually uh, participate in these type of, like, uh, ogling games? Like, do you get uh, behind girls and just follow them closely on an escalator? I, don't, I mean, I ogle. I obviously, I fucking with eyes as big as mine, it's hard not to. You're fucking, you can see, you know, the whole fucking room. Peripheral vision you're, ogling, back. you're not even ogling. Yeah, exactly. I can't, I cannot not ogle unless I put like a blindfold on for two eye patches. But yeah, I, I ogle, but I don't, I didn't, your caller sounded, I thought it was fantastic that you just had Bill Cosby calling. This guy's following him around, <laughs> stalking them through the mall. He's trying to get his face right in their fucking cooch. But, uh, like, you know, well, you I, I definitely you, you fucking work it, in their coffee at the Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that's true, though, with steel. If you think about it, you know, your eyes are so big, it looks like you're just staring at, you know, intently at these girls. Do women, like, do mothers, like, move their daughters away from you? Like, if you see them in the mall? Like, when you're mall walking, um, do yeah, women, well, like... Got, like, a mall walker? Like, I go walking <laughs> around the mall, like, in the morning with all the senior citizens? With your yeah, do <laughs> What's that? You gotta get your exercise, and it's cold there. Oh, yeah, it's, it, it is cold. You, you, this is the mall walk time of year. You go, if you go to a mall an hour early, all the fucking blue hairs are in there fucking under, walking around in a circle before the stores open. But, yeah, no, women, yeah, well, they do it with their sons, too. They move their son, even if they have a young son, they'll move him because they think I'm a, like a serial killer pedophile. You know, I'm sure all an array of bad thoughts are going through their heads whenever they see me coming down the aisle. Well, I mean, you have an imposing figure. I mean, you're you're like, you're you know huge. You're bald. You got a big beard. I would be like, wow, this guy looks like the scariest Viking pedophile I've ever seen. You know? <laughs> I get that reaction. Believe me, I I get that reaction all the time. I'm just assuming that they think that I got a van and I'm trying to lure the kid in there with candy or something. So yeah, they move any whether it be a daughter or a son or uh, I've even seen people move their pets out of the way when I'm walking down. You can't be too safe about any of that stuff. And that concludes part one of the Sick and Wrong Holiday Show Spectacular. Wish everybody a happy new year. We'll be back next week with part two, where we get John Steele to open up about his relationship with his son.
And right now we're gonna end the show with Easy E's Merry Motherfucking Christmas. Come on over, honey, and give your Uncle Dolomite a kiss. Well, what you want, baby? Won't you tell me a story? You want me to tell you a story? Hell yeah, me too. Yes, honey. I'm gonna tell you a story about the badass Easy E. He was drinking whiskey and gin at the age of three. Listen and listen well. He's a bad motherfucker. Give me that goddamn book. Here, let me read you this one. Christmas in Compton. It was a silent night, yes, a holy night, until Mr. Claus turned into Santa motherfucking right.
He's in the same toilet as him. They're like roommates. He pisses, he shits in the toilet? Shits and pisses in the toilet. So sometimes D will go in there and they'll just be, uh, it'll be pre-turded. Just floating so does he have a, a litter box? Or? No, I think the whole point is to get rid of the litter box. And oh. uh, yeah, then the cat will just, you know, just pisses in the toilet. He said the weirdest thing is that he'll be sleeping and he doesn't have any roommates They'll hear what sounds like a dude pissing, you know, like coming from up up top, like a stream. Right. But it's just the cat. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> that thing creeps me out. Yeah, it's a hairless cat or something. Right? Yeah, it's a, definitely a hairless cat. All right. Uh, did, were there any uh, any uh, Christmas presents from your cat in there, D? Um, actually, yeah. He, well, he pissed. Um, okay. Do you hear about that, Steel? I trained my cat to uh, use a toilet. That is the biggest thing in the world. That is uh, what I did over the holidays. Actually, no. It, it took about three months, and uh-huh. uh, now the cat um, shits in the toilet. As a matter of fact, uh, earlier before uh, we started the show, I had to take a piss. I went in there, and my cat's taking a shit. And so I was like, I'm going to have to him. wait. I'm going to have to wait till my cat takes a shit so I can piss. And the weirdest thing about it, too, is when he shits... He just makes straight eye contact with me. Like, you did oh. this, you know? You trained me to shit in here, so you just wait. Right. Yeah. That is, that's, that's creepy. Yeah, my my uh, creepy, creepy hairless cat that I trained uh, to shit. Did you see, I, I posted a video of it on Facebook. Did you hear some guy, what did some guy wrote? He was like, he was like what's going on with this show? Wackily got married, and D is training his hairless cat to take a shit in the toilet. <laughs> There's something weird going on because if like six years ago, yeah, like six years ago, if you looked at what you've become, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird. Although wackily is just, you know, I mean, it's, it's normal to get married. It's, I, uh, (laughs) I fully admit it's not normal to train your cat to shit the toilet. However, it's pretty awesome because I never have to deal with a litter box. 